For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reeves Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, online at mosesmeansmore.com, and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're joined by Brock Meadows, the franchise owner of Orange Theory Fitness in Barbersville and other locations across West Virginia. Today's episode is all about creating a positive work environment, fostering a strong work culture, and mastering the art of team building. Whether you're a seasoned business owner, a budding entrepreneur, or simply someone looking for insights into building a thriving workplace, this episode is packed with valuable takeaways. Let's get in your business. Brock, first, you tell us about yourself, uh, your background, and, and your journey of becoming a franchise owner of Orange Theory Fitness. Yeah, well, Reeves, thanks for having me. And I, um, I've been uh, an entrepreneur for 25 years and the uh, predominantly in the area of um, performance training, fitness, nutrition, and I'm a um, strength coach with the NSCA, the National Strength Conditioning Association, and a certified nutritionist. And... Um, have always, uh, in my very short stint right out of college where I worked with Corporate America uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and realized um, that just wasn't for me. And um, I uh, remember going into the president's office and saying, had not rehearsed this because it came right out honestly because he said, man, he's shocked. He gave me an unbelievable opportunity, but I just just didn't feel right. And I'm thankful it didn't. And um, um, maybe a little note from the very top here is I when someone that's young listening, uh, what do I do? What path to take? And it was for me, I saw what the future would be and not, and knowing that future was more uncomfortable, more scary, fearful right. than the unknown of, okay, go a zig, I zag, let me go to fork in the road here and see what we've got. So that was my pursuit of entrepreneurship. My answer to that great guy. What, was, what kind of industry was that? That was an, I was a director of marketing right out of college for the largest real estate and property management firm in uh, the Southeast. Okay. So um, quite a, you know, people thought Meadows, you're an idiot. What are you doing? After about 14 months of that, but I was 22 and I saw the 40 year olds in the office that, I mean, I'm almost 50 now. So I was uh, hearing that they, their life wasn't so great. And I thought, if I don't do something now kind of thing. So I just answered the question, I'm going to coach. When he asked, well, what are you going to do? I had, I'm like, where did that come from? So coaching, being a, uh, a collegiate athlete, played college football, and, and it always been that pursuit. I just love bringing out the best of people and helping them do it. I'm one that's wired and kind of our mission statement of what I do to you know this day is help people overcome excuses, break through obstacles, and um, win more often. It, so that's in my, my DNA and coaching uh, on, from all different levels of adults to, to um, aspiring athletes to NFL draft picks. I've talk about talk about your so people can understand. I know you and I we talked on the phone, you know, a week ago or so. Talk about your coaching background so people can understand yeah. what you're talking about here. Well, where I've come from, yeah, that? athletics and, and things okay. like that too. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, right? Yes. Involvement there. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So in 2008, I mean, again, I started off, went my own route, and it's um, maybe another little lesson too. It's don't let the fear of the finish be little your faith to start. It's never pretty, and it was pursuing what you were, you know, felt in your heart that this is what I was made for, and it was going to be hard. And all entrepreneurship, starting your own thing, whether you're buying a franchise or you're doing it on your own, um, those uh, challenges are 
relentless. Sure. <laughs> so you better, in the in the words, what, is it, what was it, um, of Steve Jobs, you better have absolutely love what you're pursuing, or uh, sure. you'd be an idiot to, to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, you know, pursuing that, what didn't seem to be much, and then I get a big break uh, from Coach Jim Trestle, the Ohio State, the Ohio State University, right? Uh, no one is knocking on their door to come sell them something, and they get entry. But because of a relationship that it started and getting to train um, someone that was a good friend of his and uh, that led to the introduction. So uh, being in his life for a couple of years, then he's like, uh, understood what I maybe could do for them. And he invites me to help the Ohio State University football program. You're like, what? And so I'll never forget that day. And it was a day that uh, um, was amazing. And it uh, put me on a new trajectory of that opportunity to, again, begin to work in that field. And then it led to other uh, uh, football athletic programs, USC, Auburn, Kentucky, Rice, Purdue, Northwestern. Uh, So being around that elite level of athlete, I mean, I actually love that. But through that, you also learn a lot about we're all athletes. Right. Every single person has to get up and perform every day. So that's my coaching background. And then the nutrition comes into play because 80% of the results we get, we've got to be careful what we're putting in our body. And, and you know, we put, try to put the best out for everyone else in our lives, but are we putting the good things back in? And that's just basic nutrition. So that's where that comes from. So obviously, you know, fitness is is your life, fitness and coaching and, and nutrition and so forth. So how did that, you know, lead to you being involved in Orange Theory Fitness here in West Virginia? Yeah. Well, being in the field, you're watching the latest trends. You're staying in, in, in contact with that. And in uh, 2010, I, I first, it's when it started popping up, uh, that, I guess on the message boards, if you will, of Orange Theory. 2011 is when it franchised. So there was two. And I made a trip for nutrition down to South Florida. So it had not franchised yet. It started in Florida. Yeah. Okay. In, in Fort Lauderdale, the South Beach kind of area. And, um, and by Ellen Latham. And so she's the founder of Orange Theory. And my first meeting after getting off the plane outside of a Whole Foods about nutrition coaching was a person who was coming from this Orange Theory. So it was pretty <laughs> amazing. Like, what is that? So it had not been really publicized yet because it hadn't franchised. It was just two of her studios and then very soon thereafter became a franchise. So the heart rate monitoring, the technology was intriguing to me because for the many obvious reasons and seeing how I could bring that to this, the facility that I had created myself. I started one in 2000 called Power Factory in the town I was born and raised at, at Marion, Ohio. And uh, I sold that in 2015. But so this is around that, you know, 2010, 2011. I was like, what, what could I do to enhance the member engagement and experience there? So it first caught my attention. Then I kept my eye on it. And, you know, we've seen the challenge that our business specifically has, let me just be honest, it, the number one challenge is to keep people inspired and encouraged. Of course. Motivation. Right. Um, it, it's, it's really crazy uh, to, to, to the degree that, you know, we really need that. Talking about your, your customers? That yes. You yeah. Members, right. right. Habits. Getting them to make a new habit and sticking with it. Yes. Right. Sure. Yeah. You come in, you tell me exactly the pain you want to avoid, the desire you want to, you know, gain, and you're like, two or three weeks, where are you at? I... Maybe it wasn't smart enough, but I could not figure out what is something that would make that stick on a uh, more, you know, consistent basis. And Orange Theory, it's kind of like the, uh, the act, you know, the, uh, the the picture of uh, uh, of an iceberg, and you see twenty percent of it, and what is underneath it is yeah. the magic. Mm-hmm. And the magic that Orange Theory—that's what drew me to it because that's. Let's be honest. Um, what's the greatest fitness program out there? The one you stick with. But what's that's the right. one you're going to stick with? The one you feel that you belong. You have fun. You enjoy it, you're seen, you're cared for, and you get that personal connection and attention. I always say it's easy to quit a gym. It's not easy to quit a relationship. Sure. So Orange Theory has those 
the orange magic, if you will, under the orange lights for every shape, size, and situation, an opportunity to to find that for them. What is that that's going to make you stick? So Orange Theory, that is honestly what made me think that, okay, I I see something. I thought I would not be back owning fitness business, but this was special. So, so today, you know, we want to talk about, you know, creating a, a positive work environment. Um, you know, one, how do you, de- how do you define that? Um, and how would you describe your work culture at Orange Theory Fitness at your locations? Well, I'm a, you know, I'm a big on performance, as you might guess, and um, setting a standard of performance and looking for Number one, a person who is, um, you know, shares that that is a, as a top value, um, and puts a priority on on their fitness, uh, understanding the, the the great work that it is, the great benefit that we provide, the people we get to work with. Honestly, I think Reeves, it's one of the the most worthy of of um, occupations you could have because <laughs> we're all human and. This impacts us, uh, that one hour that we get to be with them. Honestly, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's the most uh, joyous one hour of their day. But if you don't have that and you're not experiencing that, you really are half the person you probably could be in, in all fair areas of life. Your sure. marriage, okay, your, it's your community, it's your work. So, um, you know, f- setting, that, setting that expectation, um, and I'm a pretty intense guy, uh, and trying to uh, set that from the very beginning and looking for talent, I, I'm reminded of when you asked that question of Ritz-Carlton. You know, when I interviewed the CEO, you know, you spend a day there, a little bit of instantly, and you're like, "Why? how is everyone so happy? So the question asked of him, one thing I was reading uh, a long time ago, and I'll never forget it, was just that um, the question is asked, well, how do, you, how do you train everyone to be happy? And he, like, looks at it with a, a tilted head like, well, we don't, we, we hire happy people. Right. And I'm like, okay. Sure, sure. So that sticks with me. Like, I got to find, to answer your question, someone that has a high value again, prioritizes that, and sees the great work, the worthiness, and the passion in, in, you know, to bring to it to help what we just said. I just said is the number one barrier, keeping people inspired and encouraged. Sure. Giving them the sense of belief, coming alongside of them, not talking from a distance, but being right there. Here, take my hand. I got you. How many employees do you have? Well, it, we have four studios, all in West Virginia, the only four, and it started here in Barbersville uh, in 2017, April 2017, then it went to Charleston in December of 18, then Morgantown in uh, January of 2020, <laughs> six weeks before sure. the world changed. Yeah, that been fun, right? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yes. It was fun, fun, fun. And then uh, just recently in January in Bridgeport. Um, so at each at each studio, you have 10 to 12 employees. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, start, you're you know, kind of stay, going, going back to that. You know, the, the, your your work work culture. It's finding the right people first, but you know, how do you keep them motivated? How do you keep them engaged? Well, I, you know, and I I just want to say in a shout out that that your not part, everybody that, has a good day every day, right? right. You know, there's some days uh, you might love your job, you just you're distracted, you don't want to be there that day for for whatever else might yeah. be going on. Well, and you know, in your, in your first podcast, I just. Uh, uh, Kudos, and, and I, I just, I, I've never met her. I hope to do so soon, but Vicki Dunn-Marshall, that was amazing. I really appreciated uh, her responses, and again, it's someone that you know that uh, has certainly not only um, been there from an early age, but has lived it and is still doing that, and she's in it, her hands are in it. So your question reminded me of hearing that uh, that episode because, um, you know, just the world's changed so much quickly that and everyone's, what it, what it is is everyone, she, I think she even, she said specifically, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's something, yeah. like, what is the most what are the greatest challenges today you face? And she said that uh, uh, that it was the um, 
the everybody's, staffing and culture. It was it was um, everybody's definition of like the work day, work week was was different. Something yeah. along those lines, right? Yes. Like, so it was culture and staffing. Yeah. To what you're asking, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you keep them? I come back to when trying to trying the best you can in a short couple interview touches. Right? You never know about someone till the bullets start flying. Sure. You never know till adversity hits. And boy, oh boy, I could. Tons of stories take weeks to tell you. That's right. That when you think, you pour it in. So again, I disclosure, I don't have all the answers by any means. I am trying to adapt and pivot the best I can like everybody else. But I'm finding more and more, much like a member, is now more the scenario almost identical to that with a, a team member. Yeah. And I will say this on answering your question. We've setting the expectation of who we are from the very onset is that we're not a dysfunctional family. I believe we're more of a, I think the best operating cultures are team focused. So we need to be a high performance team. And again, finding those, making it clear of who we are, who we're not, what we're here to do and the high value we place upon it. It's no, no more worthy of work to do that. Um, that kind of helps start to find out if that person for themselves can select that. Yeah. Okay. I want to be part of this, this high performance team. Right. And, um, you know, so you, you go to then, to answer your question even further is asking good questions. It's almost like an acronym of a, a leg where you ask the good question. So we have to have a leg to stand on kind yes. of thing. It's just my visual that um, ask it questions. I've got to make it conversational. I want to find out more about them because like Vicky said, everyone has a perspective. Everyone has this different idea of what work is. Someone that's just did amazing for three days and she applauds and recognizes they don't show up the next that's day. That's right. I can share. And those wild, crazy, head-scratching stories. Um, and so the best we can do, I think, is like a member, I want to know what brought you in today, Reeves. Why today of all days? That door that you just opened is the heaviest thing you ever lift kind of That's thing right. in our world. And in West Virginia, I do say, because again, we know it, it's no knock, but it's just a reality. I think our biggest competition in helping people get in, in, in better health and fitness is uh, the couch. I love the couch. I mean, right, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, yes. So um, <laughs> we've got to be knowing knowing that and then intentional. So the same thing with the, with a potential staff member. That's right. Knowing, okay, the world's changed. There's some, whether you agree with it or not, and I certainly don't with a lot of things, um, but w- trying to get to know what's in there. Right. What's driving them, just like a member would be. Do you, do you all, do you have hiring challenges? Yes. Getting, Very much. It's the, know, it's the number one challenge. I concur with Vicky. Yeah. It yeah. is it. Um, and uh, yeah, it wasn't like that before. You know, so how does that go into the the work culture? You know, it's it's hiring the right people, but gosh darn it, I just need people. You know, I need somebody. You know, how do you, how do you? Uh, and that might not be a great question for for somebody in the fitness industry, but it's like, hey, yes, I, I've talked to business owners that are like. Hey, if they apply, they're going to get a job here because I need somebody that can do X, Y, and Z, that can sweep the floors, whatever it might be. But how does all that tie together, right? It's like, I, it's a balance. I need people, yeah. but I need the right people. That is, again, the, t- the most <laughs> difficult challenge because what you just said and what you painted is probably what I think you're, you're exactly thinking. And I'm going to confirm that it's true. And, and I, it pains me to say it, that you sometimes have now had to lower your standard. And yeah. that is not good for anybody. No. It's not. And so I've had to, you have to accept, I even hate the word, mediocrity. Sure. But okay, but on on that guy or girl, okay, I just, I need people. How can you take a person like that who might not be, me, be uh, overly motivated, 
what can you do to, to make them into that employee, right? Yeah. That, that now we're talking, like, mm-hmm. I, there's something there. I see it in him or her. He, he did come in. That's the heaviest door that, mm-hmm. that you mentioned that, that he opened. You know, what can we do as, as business owners and entrepreneurs um, that need workers and, and to making them believe and making them feel like they belong, maybe trying to become a leader and so forth? No, exactly. So coming back to that, thank you for bringing that back up that way, that, that acronym. So asking great questions, taking time. Like I tell my team all the time, and in fitness, this is what it was because that's the number one uh, challenge to help people people be inspired, encouraged. You don't, you can't become that answer and that solution until they trust you and they get to know you and they've opened up to you. So the same method, right, of of care and and this is the big thing. We must recognize that that takes a lot of time, energy, and effort. That's a calorie burn, Reeves. That most aren't willing. What I'm learning to pay. And that's unfortunate, but that's where I know we are today with the team question and the potential employee, or you see something, they showed up. You've got to invest the time, energy, and effort to, to dig in a little deeper sure. and find out what is it. So ask good questions. The quality of your questions determine the quality of your answers. Um, listen truthfully to try and learn and, and something about them and find that that little sparkle that, that gets them up and going. Again, what drives you? What fuels you? Everyone's got something. So I'm trying to do that just the same way we do an introduction, uh, introductory workout and trying to learn that about someone I'm just meeting. So trying to bring that to that same um, aspect with building the team. So you're, you're asking great questions. You're listening. Then you empathize. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting an understanding of their perspective through their lens that's going to be completely different than mine <laughs> right. probably in every time, um, but uh, especially when they're younger. And then only then, and this is the critical part, can you begin to guide them? So you've built equity, and I, that's where again I, I say and, and caution people: you're not willing to spend the time it takes, um, to, to, you know, to, to to get to that point. Right. And there unfortunately isn't a finite number of conversations or hours in the day or weeks that you've done. So that's where we have like a 90-day probational period. I, you know, for lack of a better word, it's a trial period, not only for us to them, but them to us. Of course. And I want to make that very clear upfront expectations. Here's who we are. Here's what we're about. The members that is at the center of our flywheel. And here's why that is, and here's how we can, the, all the things that Orange Theory does, which is, again, incredible to anything I've ever seen. I've been in this all my life. The amount of resources and tools and bells and whistles, you've got it all. Everyone comes with something different that's important to them. Our job is to find out what that one thing is, just as I need to start doing that and continue to do that with the staff. Yeah. I like the 90-day probation idea. I really do. I, it's something I don't think of. Like, hey, let's do this for 90 days. It, you know, to give them an idea of, of who you are and, and, and who they are too. I like, I do. I, I like that. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. Team building, you know, does, do you, what are your thoughts on, on, on team building, uh, you know, trying to, you know, make people like each other, get along with each other, have that camaraderie there? What, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that's something we, we do, you know, um, fairly well. Yeah. And we really have to, given what we do, because, again, the glue that makes it stick for you to keep coming to do what's going to get you the result you came in the door in the first place for is that you belong. You have to, there's such a strong sense, unlike anything I've ever seen in anything I've done. I've um, also involved in other businesses as well, not in fitness, but to see uh, the ability to build community um, is, it, it's, it's everything. It right. really is. And so to see um, how we go about it, again, like I mentioned, under the, uh, under the water, that's the community. That's the essence of Orange Theory that st- stands out head and shoulders above anything else. Um, from, 
you know, taking the workout yourself as a team member, right? To be able to relate to that and know what the different workout, what the intention was. Bringing coach um, that leads the workouts with the studio associates that work the front desk. Sure. Making it one. Understanding the very fact that I can't be all I can be unless you are all you can be. Truly things. So team is where I think I thrive in my right. background of what it is. That we do have to understand, you asked how many employees. It's a small but mighty team. It has to be. And there's no hiding in our small uh, studio from somebody who's not doing their part. And if you're not, we're going to recognize it pretty quickly. So everyone needs to be in one in the same dang boat, <laughs> rowing in the same dang direction with the same purpose and intention at the center of that, which we're guiding us uh, towards. And that the destination is, is, is the, the win for each and every member. You, know, you mentioned, um, you know, being a small organization, per, you know, per location, you know, 10, 20 employees mm-hmm. at, at each location. Any specific or any specific examples of, of team building exercises that, that you all do? Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things that we do, honestly, is the workout itself, and we'll do a team workout. Working out together. Yeah, working out together. No customers and, and, in there. Yes. Just, yeah. I, I, and I say that even, yeah, a little pitch of you, if you will, but, I mean, we're all looking for those. It's a great question, common question. Anybody that has a business and, and, and leads people, what do I do to get off-site, right, and, and hear another voice, do some activity? But if, I'm telling you what, if you, you, you sweat and you work together, you're – the after the first couple of minutes, you're laughing, you're carrying on. You don't even notice the hour went and what you did. In the end, you got that that time together. It's uh, one of the best things. We do VIP classes for businesses locally for that very reason. So trying to do the best we can to make that something we do uh, ourselves is very important. I would say, again, to be transparent with it, we don't uh, do as well as we, we uh, need to because – we are short-staffed. Sure. So to shut it down that's or to right. not have somebody there or enough coaches, in it's uh, that's just the, the the marvel of the challenge today. Yeah. No, I, I, that I do understand. Um, you know, same thing here. I, I'd love to go off-site and take a day and do this, but it's just like, wow, we. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can afford that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, shut the doors for for one day. So, um, you know, communication and, and, and feedback. How do you handle? Um, open uh, and effective communication with your your team. How does that process go? If, if an employee has a problem, what what are the steps there, and, and how's it usually handled? Well, that question is, is uh, mighty important. And communication, what I am learning right now, even more so, and I can relate it to. Think you think you buy a franchise, and maybe you can be a uh, absentee owner. And I think right now where the world's at um, to lead anybody uh, is going to only be done or done to a high level by your physical presence. That wasn't, again, what the plan was here. And I, again, I live in Ohio at, and came to West Virginia. People ask, what the heck are you doing here? And again, um, I, when people zig, I zag. West Virginia was a state that in the Orange Theory, great success that wasn't accounted for. No one really wanted. Um, right, because we're, we're fat, unhealthy, and overweight, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's, well, then, yeah. It sounds like a good opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I think well, you saw that. I did. Sure. I, I see that. Hey, this is rural. It's spread out. It's a different, uh, different landscape by all means. And but I saw that. Hey, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But again, come back to my passion, heart, and drive. Yeah. That I believe what we're doing has the opportunity to absolutely set people up in a new trajectory and possibly change their life. Save a marriage for crying out loud. Save someone's health. I, I'm not overstating this. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And, and the stories prove that to be. Uh, but um, to your point of communication, yeah. it's got to be consistent, relentless, I should even say is the better word, um, to keep it in front of mind. I find more and more today, um, the younger generation of what it may be that um, 
One, to get them to take a note is a challenge. I'm thinking, don't leave your better future to your memory. Please write something down. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. People show up to a meeting without yeah. a piece of paper and a pen. It drives me insane. Or write it on your phone. You can use your phone, yeah, too. Yeah, you use whatever. Yes. That's right. But yes. take it down and, yep. and revert back to it. I don't know what <laughs> you think is going to happen. Because, again, we, we all just need to know ourselves. It's not just going to be pulled from the top of your head. So yeah. so that, that, that perspective, that behavior, and then understand, okay, I need to even be more con- – clear in communication and more consistent in it to keep the measurables in front of us. Again, I mentioned that early on, that the standard of performance. I like to uh, like to tell the team right at the top, it's a small box, it's a small scoreboard, but we have to have a scoreboard, a visual to see where we're going. And if you're afraid of that scoring, you're probably not a fit. Right. I just have to be real. Sure. Because what we do matters greatly. And I need to know, you, you know, that that box represents uh, progress, and wins and losses. There is no room for excuses or stories. It's that's like like on the golf card. It's right. just the number. And um, so, communicating who we are again, our mission, our values, the expectation, um, and then spending the time individually to try. Like I said a little bit ago about the member, what is it that drives you? And I find this interesting, Reeves. That I uh, talking to a professor here at, at Marshall who teaches a business class, and uh, um, Professor Ng. He's so right here, but it just is shocking to hear, and maybe you know it's worth sharing. This generation right now that we're in that's entering the workforce listed that their top two reasons for choosing a job was convenience and flexibility. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my Lord. What? So um, Uber, maybe? Yeah. In <laughs> uh, that kind of a climate that's, that we're now in, but – that makes it tough to compete with convenience and flexibility. So almost like, well, when it works for me, I'll work. Sure. So to that note, knowing what we're up against, more to the communication of of, of taking that time out, that time, energy, and effort. Uh, hear their heart. Try to find it. And what's their motivating factor, where they want to go. And I really think that what we do at Orange Theory, again, how important I think it is, I really try to stress upon them, and it's not just some saying. I really believe it, that, uh, you know, at this position – um, unless there's there's like there's a studio manager and there's a the head trainer those are the two career, the rest are part time, you know it's a hourly wage. Sure. Okay, so you get you know what th- that's working with. Okay, fine. But to know that and go, don't ask uh, you know what's your um, and don't be stuck stuck on what you're earning, but rather ask yourself what am I learning and the, who am I becoming. Right. And given this is such a uh, human contact uh, work, you're going to develop those skills. That's right. That will forever. That's right ever carry for you and make you so much better in whatever you're going to do. So if you can get to know somebody, be good at asking quality questions and learn what's important to them, and they felt that you cared about them, I mean, you can just go anywhere. You, you mentioned like you, know, you have two career people, then then everybody else is is hourly. Can you talk about growth opportunities within Orange Theory? Um, you know, and how that can be. That's important. How can 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 those guys and girls that are on that are hourly how they can become one of those career people and again how that that's important in, in, in the whole overall big picture uh, absolutely well that again starts with that 90 day you know trial period do you have those people we do that, that Actually, start and, and yes. hey I, I i i'll start here but i want to end up there almost every one of them yeah and it is that because again they fall in love with it are they drinking the orange kool-aid if you will yeah sure do they really you know find <laughs> fulfillment reward in what we're doing and they connect with the greater mission uh, you know again to help others win and gain more life um, and become the best they can be i'm just again it's all about to me uh, not settling 
and uh, you know over you know reaching a point where you can fulfill your your potential and work at your capacity. I think that's what everyone should strive for, whatever it is they're doing. So when a person shows that dedication, personal responsibility, accountability, integrity, absolutely, you know, we'll find a place for them and we'll elevate that because again, I know how unique and rare that is. And to find someone with who cares about what you care about and even in close proximity of that same magnitude Heck yes, and that, that's uh, we will grab on and try to figure out any way creatively we can to, to motivate them. What have you learned from from your employees? You know, do they do they offer feedback? Do they offer criticism? Or hey, I think it would work better if we do it this way. There's there's always those you know, things operationally, always learning the processes, trying to be refined and get better. Um, I just think on a deeper level, as I took that question, trying to think that to give an answer, is just that. Um, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, because I think, um, you know, I run a business as well, and you have employees that are brutally honest, and mm-hmm. you appreciate it for them, and you've got some that are, are going to be yes people, right? They're mm-hmm. going to, yeah, sounds great. Well, then we're into it 30 days, 60 days into what we thought was sounded great, and then it goes nowhere, right? I appreciate the guy who says, oh, I don't think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all right. Thank you for telling me that. What can we do to make it work or, you know, mm-hmm. th- this idea? So, you know, um, I think, you know, little things like that are huge. And, and a lot of times employees are afraid to speak out. And that's a shame. Yeah. You know, I know our culture is not like that. If you tell us, we're not going to say, well, you're dumb, you're wrong. No, I'm listening. Yeah. You're, you're the one who's going to make this work or not work. So let's figure out if it's going to work. And if it's not, can we, is there a way we can make it work? Or are we just totally on the wrong wrong path here? Yeah, no, so I... I Again, so many things run through my mind. So the hesitation is just which which one to pick, and and now and I think that, and it's constant too. Um, the brilliance of success is simplicity, and I think all of us make have a tendency to make things more complicated. Sure. So they have, they they teach me that for sure, and then in the processes of while it's well intended, is it not practical to be done uh, to a high level? So we have a thing where we do: is it fast? Is it easy? Is it profitable and productive take it through that filter this kind of thing and then without clarity is cruelty right clarity is the precursor to success it it, it drives action it feels purpose so really simplifying taking a look at what you do and how you do it and say that hey that is good but is that with the bandwidth we have you know the team we have and now you really got me going Reeves to think even further about putting the right people speaking of a team in the right position and finding their strengths. So that's the second thing I would say is another thing we learned. Did I learn about them enough? And and I need the time too, to be fair, to be experienced positions that um, and challenges to see how they did. Um, and I think that's another thing of both sides of it as as um, you know employee or as an employer and then the the uh, employee to give each other grace in that regard. I don't know all about you yet. So if I've asked you to do something I thought you might be able to be a good fit for, but it was too much and you don't tell me, that's, I think, what you're all getting to, too. That's another thing you learn. Like, okay. So coming back to that, that acronym of a leg, did I, did I spend enough time to really get to know who they are, what they want, why did they want to join our team, and what's driving them, and learn about their strengths and try to put them in the best position to, to win and be fulfilled themselves in what they're doing. Say it again. Fast, easy, profitable. What else? I'm going to write that one down. Productive. Productive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What what kind of things, you know, anything specific you can talk about where you you where you apply that? Where do you go, hey, all right, let's put, put this to the test. Is it fast, easy, profitable, yeah. and, and productive? Yeah. yeah, several things come to mind. Even recently, like our coaching consults, 
trying to, to, to make sure that no one leaves. If there's a problem, most people won't say anything, and then they're just where they go. So, okay, let's find that retention. Let's yeah, improve sure. retention. And what do we know about them? That kind of thing. So what could we do to learn more about them, to open up that door, make sure that they know that while we don't know what may be through their mind or their challenges, that we invite that. And not just say it over the mic at the end of the class of the invitation, but how can we as a team uh, reach out to our members? And so there's a that's that filter. Okay, what can we do that's fast? Yeah. It can be implemented today. Not going to take too much bandwidth. Not, not take us away off of our main mission. It's easy to do, and it's productive. We are managing. We're prioritizing our effort, and it fits within that. And if the, the members at the center, that's going to be okay. This is a, something that needs our our attention. So we um, begin to implement just the, the very fact of a of a of a simple survey we could send out via text. That's right. And asking that took less than two minutes, but the last question is, what areas of, you know, could we be of greater service to you? And we list them out so they don't have to think about it. Multiple sure. choice. So even going through that, how can this even survey be done fast for them, right. easy, and be and they feel like, okay, they're heard and seen, and then, and then we got to follow through and execute. So, okay, we, we created it. Now, how okay, we're sending it. Now, how are we going to review the responses and then, then, then respond ourselves? Right. So that's how we have to take that through and then go bring everybody in on the team and especially obviously the head trainer and the studio manager can this be done you tell me because i need to know because i think so but where do you see a problem here or a delay or an anchor in any way uh that would impede our progress or you think is too heavy of a lift yeah no pun intended yeah sure sure <laughs> can you can you share let's talk about challenges and 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 problems can you share any challenges um, you faced in trying to maintain a positive work environment uh, and work, work culture, and, and how you how you overcame them? Man, um, and that might be something too. You know, things that you learned in the first couple of years, right? You know, 2017, 2018 versus versus now uh, on you know finding the right people and and again and, and overcoming those challenges. Yeah. Well, on on that very point. Uh, in since we're talking about culture, and again, I, I think it does start with well, obviously it starts with the leader, and then being present, like I mentioned. But in that selection um, of hiring process, I just added one uh, thing recently in the last few months that has helped tremendously. And you're like, why did I not think of that? And it was simple to kind of like the fast, easy, productive. How can I streamline this? How can I? put them to a test, if you will, after they've done the first two steps, three steps. And that was simply came up with a five question, much like the member part, but a, a survey say, um, they now come in and take in a class. They've experienced the, the product for themselves. They've been introduced to the community, met with the studio manager, head trainer, personality matches, what's bringing them in. We get all that stuff done. Then even before then, I take the time to be personally with them, um, send them my, from me directly, um, thanking them and here's the next step of the process i don't want anything fancy with your own phone record yourself answering these five questions so there was a challenge of trying to find and assess what's a better way to um you know filter that and qualify that that um, um we think that that's even better uh qualification of what we think might work so that has Right now, been three for three. Okay. <laughs> so the person yeah, seems sure. to be quite good. Sure. And because you, you get to see them, how they're going to respond, how quickly do they get it back to me? 
And then how thorough are they? Did they prepare? They just winging, and sometimes winging. There, they may just be that personality, which teaches me something too. That they that's can right. just have a conversation, or is it so scripted that ah, that's robotic? Maybe not. Um, so that's a challenge of again of finding talent. Cause that's probably that is our number one uh, challenge. Uh, 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 right along with keeping members, you know, true to what they said they sure. wanted to achieve. When you said you mentioned Dr. Ng earlier, what did he say again? Fle- people want flexibility, and what else? Convenience. Convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, again, on your employees that you do have now. You know how how do you support their well being, and how do you? It's true. I mean, here at our place, one of the biggest rewards that we can give is, is time, right? It's it's hey, let's close the office early on Friday, um, you know, of, of Labor Day weekend. Let's take off a Friday before Memorial Day weekend or something along those lines. You know, as a as a reward, as an, an incentive. It's one of the best rewards that we can give out. Mm-hmm. And you know, in my business, it, that's okay. Um, it works. You just you cram your work into four days versus into in, into five. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, so how I'm, I'm rambling here, but you know, so how do you support their well-being? How do you take that flexibility and convenience, um, you know, into mind when you're when you're working with your employees? Now, well, we are fortunately very well positioned to meet those two most important, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, no, I agree with them 100%. Yeah, I, I, I do. It's just still still kind of shocking yeah. for where we come from. Uh, but we are designed, again, it's incredibly flexible. So we do meet that level and convenience. Um, you can create your own schedule. And when you asked it earlier, when you find somebody, what will you do? Well, that's exactly it. Pull them aside. Spend more time in a leadership development role. I love that. I thrive on that. And I'm high performance in athletic realm, but high performance in productivity. I'm insanely productive in, in what I try to do in, in, in the uh, the jigsaw, if you will, that I try to put together uh, to keep me be- between the lanes, right? And so finding that what you said about giving time, I'm going to give them more time because I'm going to show them how to be more productive with what they do through the prioritized sure. um, items and understanding it's not uh, you know more time you need it's it's knowing the true fact of that in the workforce today it said that uh, a third of the time only is actually doing work sure so you're like what i know but you do see it and if we're honest to that and pivot that they go okay i want you to be i'm going to show you what by the book let's say a student manager should work 40 plus hours i'm going to show you and i've done this and do this now that i need you for 30 but here's how here's the things that need to be done. That's right, and you're in complete control of it. So giving them the responsibility and the opportunity, the full autonomy, but with the parameters of what needs to be done, and continue to review them and inspect them, which is a big part that again, kind of the execution and follow through of that, so you don't lose track of it. Because I've made those mistakes too, thinking oh they're okay and do it, and then you look back and like oh my gosh, where were you? What were you doing? That's right. So uh, helping them understand that hey, you have more control than you think. And here's what needs to be on a daily basis. Let's get really detailed of knowing how you can make up, um, take those tasks and do Monday, Wednesday, this, Tuesday, Thursday, this. And you are here for a five-hour shift each of those days. And then let's get 10 hours out in the community or you know, and paint the picture right. and show it because I will have it and you will have it. I'm sure you, that I'm burnt out. I'm stressed. I'm over. And I'm like, okay, take me through what you do, how you do what you do. And every time that's the way, instead of jumping to the thing, well, what do you, you know, like, oh, they just can't do it. I want to, no, I want to go, okay, I hear you. Now show me yeah. how you go about it. And then every time you've, I've done this, they're like, the, you see the light bulb go off and go, uh, yeah, I'm not right. doing all that I thought. And I really have a lot of empty space that I'm adding to myself and then responding without parameters 
you know, which can happen because they want to do the right thing and they or think they, you know, that I need to be uh, respond to our phones and mobile device or emails at all hours of the night, those kind of things. Um, but giving them the parameters, showing them how to build that system to operate from that you can become incredibly more productive and get so much more done in less time. Right. And then hold on to what's most important, that joy of the job you fell in love with in the first place. That's right. You know, again, I talked about the, the people that you've talked to you've talked about how you've had employees that have grown into more leadership roles. Is there a program in place? Is, is there any training in place with that in mind? Or how, how does, how does a person employee, how does an employee start? You know, they start on day one and then a year later, two years later, now they're in a, in a leadership role. How does that process usually go with your employees? Again, as small as we are, it is a one by one situation. Uh, there's, there's key milestones that I, will notice and I hope I do uh, and recognize and then come alongside to ask in their reviews of do they want more um, and how are they feeling about what they're doing and to your point understanding the scarcity of great talent and valuing it um, I my eyes are keenly looking for those um, you know qualities that, that will appear and so the question you know, the answer to the question is, is not technically but um, there's me noticing it because being in it to then take them aside and offer more. And that could simply be a series of books, you know, and let's see if you make it halfway through the first one. I'm serious. I gave a book to a, 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 a leader and uh, a couple months ago and wrote in the middle of the book and I haven't heard from them yet. So I know they haven't read sure, half the book. Sure, you put a little note in there for them, yes. Yes, that kind of thing. So a big on guarding your time and across the board and helping everybody else do it. Because I think that, to your point, I mean, I want flexibility. I want freedom. Everyone wants these similar same things. And I think we're all misguided or don't have a, a leader, a teacher, a mentor to help us say, uh, you know, show us how you can do it. Uh, I mean, not only do I have the, uh, the Orange Theories, but I, I have three other businesses. And they require a great deal of time. And it's often asked, what do you do? How, how are you doing it? I'm not being special at all about it, but I'm just saying I've learned to utilize a system that can help me um, do, like, two or three 90-minute jam sessions, I call them, and get so much done. Right. So I try to help people when I see it because I think that's a, a common need and that's a common um, quality you're going to need to, to uh, a skill you're going to have to develop if you wish to you know, grow into yourself in whatever role that may be. Sure. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been a region's professional-grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. You know, based on your experience, you know, any other advice you'd like to offer business owners, operators looking to create a, a more positive work environment, a more positive or a, a strong team culture? Yeah. Any other advice? Culture is a competitive advantage, and I think it's more of that than it's been on in recent time. And I say that to say how difficult it is. What do you mean by that? I like that culture is a competitive advantage. I've not heard that too often. People are, most people, say a lot of people maybe, I, that I have come in contact with in various industries are unwilling to, to, to do what we've talked about. Spend the time, the energy, the effort to know your people, know your team, know the people you serve. Um, and that's where I just said what I said it put pulled me back on the field, if you will. Um, and, but for good reason, I think, um, it's, it's taught me that, that I don't know that there is any uh, substitute for that. And no one's going to care about 
your business more than you. So culture and, and finding the right talent, and knowing it's going to be an, an ever-ending process, but keeping your eye open in the optimistic way that you would hopefully be wired. That's why you <laughs> became an entrepreneur anyway, I hope. Uh, you believe you're going to win. You'll figure it out. Uh, it's not going to be easy. You're, you're, you tell yourself the truth, but you don't let it take you out of the game. That I'm, you'll keep going with that mindset, and, but that knowing now more than ever, while it's the hardest it's been, if I keep that focus of it's a competitive advantage, I'll stay on top of the things I need to to help build a better culture, maintain it, fight for it. And uh, when you take care of your team and you find that right fit, so many good things and all good things come from it. So I think that's the competitive advantage is just there and then looking for the right people with heart, smarts, meaning emotional intelligence in my, my case in our industry. You know, how to talk with people and it can be compassionate, empathetic, asking good questions. And then guts, dadgummit, have some guts right. and confidence to go out on a limb where the fruit is kind of thing where you, you only good things happen. It's, I always say in our classes now and again that, you know, okay, this is the hard part. This is where the rubber meets the road and, and the wall is now before you. Uh, growth and glory doesn't happen coming to the wall. It's going through it or over it. So here's where you dig deep and let's do this. So I'm, it's a lot of similarities to how you build a team and, and run a business. I, I, I think that's what I know and where I come from. So I, that's why I say it's a competitive advantage. So few will do it. So, much, so the less that will do it, the more opportunity you have when you do it right. This has been In Your Business. I'm your host, Reeves Kurtner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. MosesMeansMore.com and powered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Auto Mall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.